Welcome to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, the show designed to help make middle age your prime time of life by defying the notion that once you reach 40, 50, or even 60 years old, your crowning achievements are all behind you. Regardless of whether you're just approaching 40 or are firmly entrenched in your middle years, it's time to launch your very own personal journey toward a joyful and purpose-filled second half of life. Each week, host Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, will discuss the challenges common to middle age and help guide you to a brighter tomorrow. Now, here's Roy. Hello, and welcome to your weekly dose of midlife renewal. Before I introduce my first guest for today, if you're a frequent listener to my show, you'll probably recognize the name of Dr. Terry Orbuck, the love doctor, and she's dedicated her career to the science of love. And now she has a brand new 90-minute video course called How to Find Love in Seven Days. Certainly sounds exciting, doesn't it? And you can order this course for a 50% discount below the normal price. It's a price available just for our listeners. And to order, simply click on the Dr. Terry Orbuck banner right here on our program webpage. Now let's get into the program. To kick off today's program, please stop to consider this question. How many times in your life, maybe including right at this moment, have you wanted to just chuck it all and run away? It may be from your current job, maybe your career progression, your marriage, relationship with your children, your general energy level, or your enjoyment of daily living. They simply uh, aren't working out for you. And you'd love to let go of those aspects of your life that are not serving you anymore. And maybe you'd like to abandon the whole scene and escape to Fuji. (laughs) I'll bet like me you consider as heroes and heroines those courageous individuals who in their 40s, 50s, even 60s were able to turn their outlook on life around 180 degrees. Those who overcome stress, abandon the negative notion of just hanging in there, or just accepting things the way they are and adopted a uniformly positive outlook on life. I'm headed in the right direction. I'm enjoying each day of my journey, and I'd love to bring others along. And uh, some folks transform their outlook on life right where they are, the same spouse, the same life partner, the same employer and career, no immediate improvement in finances or change in lifestyle, but with a whole new joy of living, a new understanding and uh, dedication to a mission and genuine gratitude for all their blessings. A second group of heroes discover joy and purpose through a momentous voluntary change, perhaps intentionally changing jobs or career, ending an abusive relationship, seeking out new relationships or getting in shape and adopting a whole new healthy lifestyle. And then there's a third group of folks which I think are the most heroic of all, men and women who experience midlife tragedy or a traumatic event, the death of a loved one, a job loss, a life-threatening illness, whatever, uh, divorce, spouses, infidelity, any major trauma that blocks off completely resumption of a prior career, lifestyle, or relationship. And in my humble opinion, they're life's true heroes because they can recover from the traumatic loss, move forward to rebuild their lives on a higher plane, and then they reach back to help others along on a similar journey of uh, 
self-discovery. And my first guest today, motivational speaker, author, and life coach, Lucetta Zaytun, Zaytun, pardon for the pronunciation, most certainly qualifies as a heroine, and her demonstrated ability to bounce back from tragedy time and again is uncanny. And Lucetta Zaytun, uh, after tragically losing an infant daughter, escaping from an abusive first husband, and raising six kids at age 50, another uh, life earthquake unexpectedly hit. And rather than meekly accepting her fate, Lucetta put everything she owned into storage, sold her car, shut down her phone, and traveled by herself through developing countries for a year. And uh, along the way, she French kissed a gorilla, or a giraffe, I should say, in Kenya, ate a tarantula in Cambodia, was abducted, and jumped off the world's highest bungee bridge. And she also met, interacted with, and humbly observed human beings from all across the globe, forming relationships and experiencing cultures, uh, amenities, and lifestyles very different from our own. And while on her courageous journey of discovery, she made peace with life's circumstances, found herself, and in her words, reclaimed my authentic identity. And she's now a certified authentic leadership coach, trains new coaches, and is founder of Your Life in Bold LLC. She's an international speaker and author of the new book, It's Already Tomorrow Here, Never Underestimate the Power of Running Away. And hello, Lucetta. It's indeed an honor to welcome you to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. Thank you, Roy. It's an honor to be here. I appreciate you having me. Well, here's an irony. So many of us think running away from a difficult situation, say quitting a job, changing careers, initiating divorce, whatever, is weak and cowardly, but you tell us in truth it takes a lot of courage to walk away. Tell us why exiting a life that you don't admire is, in fact, a courageous act. It is. It really is. It takes a lot of courage to walk away from something that's not working for you anymore. Yeah. I mean, think about it. We so often, we just become complacent and we sleepwalk through our lives and we just stay on that rat wheel. So it takes a lot. It does. It takes a lot of courage to stop the rat wheel, find out exactly what it is you do want, and then take the steps to walk away or run away from whatever it is that is not working for you. It seems like so many of us know that we're not really happy and that we want something different, but we never take the time to really step aside and uh, discover what it is (laughs) that we want. (laughs) We just keep doing the same old, same old and suffering, and it it doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? (laughs) I know, and that's the funny thing is the number one answer to the question, what do you want, is... I don't know. Because, again, in our culture, we don't take the time. We don't slow down long enough. So I encourage people to run away, but not that they have to do to run away to the other side of the world for a whole year like I did. (laughs) (laughs) Although that was amazing. But running away could be simply take yourself to a park for an afternoon without your electronics. Yeah. just really do the inner work and think about what do I really want in my life? What will serve me best? What is my purpose? What will fulfill me? 
and do that work. Yeah, I'm not sure that one afternoon in the park would be enough. What I like to talk about is a 30-day mental vacation. It sounds easier than it is, obviously. If you're still working or you're still faced with the same difficult circumstances you've been in before, but if you can somehow turn off the pressure at least temporarily and, uh, like you say, get away maybe more than one afternoon, uh, several afternoons or whatever to... uh, to have that time without the electronics and without the distractions, uh, you you then have time to really contemplate what you want to do next, I think, is a major issue. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even that itself takes courage. Yeah. Because yeah. once we get alone and by ourselves, we're also running from that as well. Yeah. Because when so we true. get... Yeah, when we get alone. A lot of us don't really want to look into ourselves. We, we'd rather exactly. have a handy excuse for why we're unhappy than really do that self-examination. Exactly. So, But this is what I encourage is allow that stuff to come up and just decide yeah. you're going to be with it. You can process it. And that's what I did when I was out there. And what's on the other side of that is complete freedom. Because yeah. you're able to make peace with your past, all of your decisions, where you are now. And when you get to that place of freedom, then you get the strength and the courage to make those changes. Yeah, you have to know what's really uh, holding you back or bugging you inside to address that problem. And that's the thing that so few yeah. people really want to sit down and do. But uh, Well, as an inspiration to others, let's talk briefly about your personal situation. After raising six kids in your uh, and in your early fifties, as described in your book, you were hit by another earthquake. What was the la- latest trauma that shook the foundation of your being and uh, made you want to get away from everything? Yes, yes. So after I raised those six children and launched them out into the world, they were you know living on their own. Yeah. Um, the life smack that hit was I discovered my husband had fallen in love with another woman. Oh, great. I was totally blindsided, and I literally hit the floor and curled up in the fetal position Uh for about six months. Because, you know, raising all those children, I sat on boards, I volunteered, I did all kinds of things. But I didn't hold anything back for myself. Yeah. And I didn't have any kind of a career, and now suddenly I needed one. Yeah, I love the and way I you put like, it. No, no plan B, raising kids and launching them into the world was my life's work, and I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I but, did. Yeah, that's, it was my, that was my career. But yeah. then how was I ever going to find anything as fulfilling as that? And how was I going to figure out what I wanted to do with the rest of my life when I didn't even know who I was, not as a spouse or a mother? Yeah, I think so I many have... people, stay-at-home moms or whatever, even if they had a career but it was, you know, secondary, uh, they reach that point of uh, empty nesting and uh, whether they're still with their husbands or not or uh, husbands with their wives, they they really don't have that plan B and they fail to recognize all the talent it took to raise those children and to uh, direct the home, and uh, they they don't think about how they could transfer those talents into uh, selling themselves into the type of uh, venture they wanted to do the rest of their lives, and, uh, and maybe even someone would pay them to do it. <laughs> to yes, those exactly. Children. It's it's scary, 
And, yeah. you know, that can even also happen to someone who, let's say, has had a lifelong career in a corporate job yeah. and they get laid off. They oh, can yeah. be in the same place because their entire identity was wrapped up in that position or that title or that that career. Yeah. Well, what so made it, you? Uh, what prompted you to make that clean break from everything and go first to Costa Rica and then over to Africa and Southeast Asia and all around? The, uh, what that, that's highly different from how most people would approach it. What the, first of all yeah. gave you the the inspiration to do that and then the courage. Well, uh, you know, while I was curled up in that fetal position, yeah. about six months in, one evening. I had this aha moment, and it was, I just sat up in bed, and I was like, wait a minute, I don't have to stay here. (laughs) I don't have to stay. The kids are grown and gone, and I can't heal in this town because everywhere I go, I see somebody I know, and it drags it all back up again. I can't heal here. I have to get away. And then I was like, okay, well, if I went away, where would I go? Yeah. And then that led to, you know, what have I always wanted to do in my life? Um, you know, and I, I'd always wanted to do some long-term volunteer work. Oh, I see. And so I thought, well, I'll go volunteer and and help some people and give myself some time to heal. Oh. So that is how I ended up in Tanzania, and I volunteered there for three months. Oh, I see. And it was amazing. I learned Swahili, and I learned all about their culture, uh, which came in very handy when I got abducted for a minute because because I could speak Swahili and I knew their culture, I was able to talk my way out of it. Oh, wow. That, that must have been a scary situation. <laughs> how, did the, yeah. uh, how did it taste when you ate that tarantula? That's what I'd like to know. <laughs> <laughs> well... Honestly, ugh, that was not good. You know, in Cambodia, they eat fried crickets, fried ants, yeah. fried everything, and they have yeah. these fried tarantulas. But yeah. when I bit into the body of it, it was mushy. Oh, and I oh, just... Oh, that doesn't sound oh, good. Oh, I just, I gagged it out. <laughs> I just couldn't do termi- it. Those termites, and uh, where was that? You ate some termites also, and they tasted uh, kind of like peanuts. <laughs> they did, yes. I ate live termites. We picked them off the tree in Costa Rica. Oh. And they tasted I don't think exactly. I crawling around in my mouth, huh? <laughs> I know. That was part of the dilemma. That was a big part of my fear, but they tasted exactly like peanuts. But all of those things, that weird things that came up on that trip, you know, I just decided that I was going to live a bold life and I was going to say yes to all these experiences. Oh, wow. Because why not? You know, what do we have, what, really, what do we have to lose by living a bold life? Yes, that's for sure. We only live once, and why uh, run away from everything that might uh, <laughs> you might want to try in your life? <laughs> yes, and and one of the things that I speak about, a lot of people hire me to speak about, is fear is stupid ninety eight percent of the time. That's for sure. Because if you think about it, you know our primal fight or flight 
you know, that just in our lifestyle nowadays, that doesn't come up very often. That's the 2%. No. Yeah, that's But the true, other 98%, if we're afraid of something, it's in the future. It hasn't even yeah. happened yet. Yeah, not so too many of us have tigers chasing after us anymore. Oh, <laughs> maybe in Africa you did. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, there were some real scary fight or flight things that came up, but but the other ninety eight percent of what we're afraid of is in the future. It hasn't even happened yet, which means what we're doing is we're making up a story about yeah. it. Yeah. And we always we're humans, we always go to worst case scenario. But if yeah. we're going to make up a story, why don't we make up best-case scenario and sit in that energy instead? That's not a bad idea. Well, in uh, your book's promotion, and you mentioned it earlier, you don't necessarily, we don't necessarily have to run to the other side of the planet for a year like you did. But what are some of the key aspects that we need to do to really run away uh, in, in terms of changing our mentality and really examining ourselves and what we want out of our future. What are what are some of the things that we must do to uh, to authentically run away from a current situation that uh... That is a great question. First of all, like I said earlier, is to take the time to do the inner work. Yeah. Set yourself some time off to the side and and reflect. But the second thing is, is that I have a way that you can test whether this is something you should walk away or run away from. Oh. And one of those ways is to determine, am I here because of an external motivation or an internal motivation? Oh, that's a good and, point. Yeah, and I will explain what that means. Because so often we set our lives up by should. You know, we should we should get married. We've been dating for three years. Or I should be a doctor. That's what my parents always wanted me to do. Yeah. That's so often we set our lives up by the shoulds or the need tos. Even worse but at middle that, age, we often set ourselves up with I should of when it's too late. Yes. <laughs> or we consider it too yes. late to change. <laughs> it's never too late. It is never too late. No. So that's one of the ways is to determine, is this a should or a need to, yeah. the situation I'm in right now, yeah. or is this an I want? Yeah. Because the moment something becomes internally motivated, everything changes. Because then it's something you want. If, you get, if you're going after a should goal or a need to goal or in that kind of situation, even if you do get there, it's not really going to be fulfilling. Yeah. But if you get to an I want, then you get there and everything is different. Yeah. You love it. You're happy. And you literally become magnetic when you follow yeah. your wants, your passions, your purpose. Then everybody wants to brush up against you. They're like, I want what they have. They love their life. I want to be like that. So one other thing to do is once you determine if this is externally motivated or internally motivated and you find out what it is you want, there is one other hugely simple yet profound thing that must happen. And what's that? That is you must decide. 
the moment you make that decision, everything shifts in your energy, and whatever it is, it becomes a no matter what. Oh. No matter what, I'm going to make this happen. And, you know, uh, and honestly, Roy, if you, you and all of your listeners look back in your life, if you ever had a dream come true, you can probably remember the moment you decided. Yeah, that's, uh, that's so true. Yeah, because your energy shifts and you start going after it. And then what also happens is all these, like, miracle things start showing up and happening that just blow you away and confirm that you're on the right path. Well, you had a very hectic uh, time, I'm sure, on, on traveling in all these countries, and you describe all these experiences in your book. But uh, was it during the, the travels to uh, Tanzania and uh, Cambodia and all these places uh, that you made the decision on where you were going to go next uh, to, into coaching, life coaching, and all the other, and speaking and the other, and writing the book? Or did that all uh, come after you came back to the U.S.? You know, it, it seems like you were almost too busy to contemplate huh? your future with uh, just dealing with daily uh, challenges and, and new experiences. Well, while I was out there, I was in search of my next season. That's the whole reason I went out there. Yeah. And I did have plenty of time to contemplate because I took many 13-hour bus rides yeah. <laughs> where you're just sitting on the bus with no electronics, um, yeah, you know, your suitcase on your lap, and you can't even move. And yeah. So I did have plenty of time, but I, while I was out there, I did not find out what that next season was. And as I look nice. back on it now, I have realized that trip was actually about me finding me. Yeah, first. that's just a good point. That's yeah, so, so many first. of us try to force that next chapter of our lives before we really discover who we are. And uh, I, I assume you, you gained a whole lot of self-confidence and courage from especially doing that alone, <laughs> going out there in foreign, different cultures. And uh, I, it's, it's amazingly impressive to me. I took a bus trip around the U.S. one time by myself, but that pales awesome. in comparison to what you did. <laughs> no, it still takes the same courage. Still takes the same. And actually, yeah. courage is the fastest way to self-confidence. Yes. Because if you do something point. courageous, even if it's small, and yeah. you do that, you look back and you go, whoa, I did that. And literally, your shoulders go up, and you and you gain self confidence. Yeah. So pushing we, past fear is the way to go. But if you'd like me to circle back and answer your question about how I found the next season, yeah, it's it's interesting because, and this is not in the book because this happened after the book. Yeah. Towards the end of the book, my daughter calls me back home because she needed to get out of a bad relationship. Oh. A marriage. Yeah. And she, she, this is in the book. She emails me and she's like, Mom, please. I was in Vietnam. She said, meet me in Hawaii. Oh. Meet me halfway because she lived in San Francisco. Oh. Please <laughs> meet me like halfway. A good place to meet. <laughs> yeah. Well, she and her husband were going on vacation there. And she said, please, we can talk. We can walk on the beach when he's not around. Yeah. And I was scared to touch down on American soil because I still didn't know what I was going to do with my life. Huh. Huh. 
so I was kind of digging in my heels, but I went there to be with her, and she did say she needed to leave it. It was a, an emotionally abusive relationship, and and I got behind that 100%. Yeah. So I said, okay, here's what we'll do. We'll get you out of this house. I'll be your roommate for three months in San Francisco. We'll get yeah. you settled in. It'll give you time to find a roommate for the next year. Yeah. It's going to be a rough year. Find a good person for you. And then yeah. I'll go back out and figure out what I'm going to do <laughs> So with the rest of my life. So yeah. about a month and a half in, one night I said, okay, Mariah, you're situated. We got you all settled. Now, what the heck am I going to do with the rest of my life? And she goes, Mom, you should be a life coach. Yeah, Isn't it amazing how we so often discover ourselves when we get outside ourselves and start trying to help somebody else through their difficult circumstances, and then it comes to us that, you know, that's exactly what I should be doing, helping others. (laughs) How crazy. I went all the way around the world to find my next season, and I got it from my very own daughter in a five-word sentence. That's a wonderful story. Well, let's talk a bit about Amazing. your current uh, current book. It's already tomorrow here. Never underestimate the power of running away. How is your book organized? Is it mostly about the personal journey of escape, or do you offer specific advice on how uh, we can plan and embark upon a similar journey? What What's the setup of that book? Is it organized? Well, the book, the book is a memoir. Yeah. So it actually takes you with me out on that whole journey. But what comes in with that, no, I'm not giving advice. It's simply a memoir. But what comes with that are all the different things that come up in the book. There's there's almost something for everyone to relate to. Yeah. Because in addition to all those things that you said earlier, the giraffe, the bungee jump yeah. and all of that, yeah. there is also um, – in the book, and what came up out there was abuse, um, the tragic yeah. death of a child. Oh, yeah, that was very um, There's empty nest. There's, you know, finding your identity. All those kinds of things are in the book as well. Yeah. And so there really is something for everyone to relate to, and it's just a story um, which seems to be giving many, many people ideas. Yeah. about how they could think outside of the box and look differently at their life and have the courage to move forward. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, if, if there were one message you'd like a reader to take away from your book, what would it be? <laughs> I think I can guess. But <laughs> Well, I, that's a good question. I think the one message I would say is have courage, be bold, wake up from your sleepwalking, because you can design a life that you love, and yeah. there's no reason not to. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what your age is. I completely yeah. reinvented myself. When I got back into the States, I was 52. Yeah. I completely reinvented my life from zero. Yeah, that's that's it such a wonderful happen. message. That's what we try to hammer back out to our listeners every week. That you're not too old. And you're not no. uh, trapped in past circumstances. It's time to get away and uh, discover what you really want. Well, where's the best place to preview and purchase your book? Where should we go for that? But, uh, My book is available on Amazon, and it's in paperback, ebook. And Audible, and I read it myself, so you can hear the story in my own voice. 
That sounds fascinating. And uh, you also have an international reputation as a life coach and an inspirational speaker. Do you have a website where uh, people could get in contact with you, or how would they find out more about you and uh, what you offer? Yes, I do have a website, and it is lucettazaytoon.com. I can spell it if you like. It's really yeah. Funny. I think you better because it's not <laughs> okay. It's L U C E T T A Z A Y T O U N dot com. Oh yeah, that's great. Well, in conclusion, uh, Loretta Zaytoon certainly you certainly are one of uh, my midlife heroines. I Lucetta, I said your name wrong. I greatly admire your <laughs> courage okay. in running away, but to something better, not just uh, away from life in general. And the journey certainly can serve as an inspiration, but I can sum it up through a message from your website to all of us, which I was uh, found very impressive. You say that you are uniquely created to live a beautiful and meaningful life. You have an original medicine the rest of the world needs, and it, it may just be your corner of the world. Obviously, not many of us are going to influence the whole world, but uh, as you point out, if you uncover this and live the authentic you, your impact on humanity will be dramatic. And it's so true that uh, once you discover yourself and really love yourself, you can love and serve others and if you're not really in charge of yourself you can't really serve others and uh, I love the way you say not to mention living a fulfilled life is the most joyful way to spend your days on this amazing planet and I think that greatly sums it up and Lucette I'm certain most of us will not be running away to Africa anytime soon but I trust every one of us not fully satisfied with where we are today and even if you think you're satisfied challenge challenge yourself and ask if you could be doing more or having more fun or or serving others better and uh, I hope you'll have the courage to somehow run away because only then do we truly find ourselves uh, so we quit living that same old same old sleepwalking through life and uh, only by truly finding ourselves can we be uh, of ultimate service to others and thank you so much Lucetta for joining us and uh, best of success in your book and your coaching and speaking and all the things you do to uh, get your message across. Well, thank you, Roy, for having me. It has been an honor, and I appreciate the opportunity to hopefully make an impact on someone who is not really happy with their life. Yeah. Now, let's all go, go out, out and, and run away. Changes. <laughs> let's all yes. go out and run away from the... Uh, just the same old, same old and being dissatisfied with where we are and determine where we want to be. And thank you so much, Lucetta. Thank you. Well, our time is almost up, but before we go, I'd like to highlight some of the great midlife renewal messages that we can take away from today's guest in the interview with Lucetta Zaytun. But you don't have to run out and purchase your ticket for Africa, uh, Cambodia, or Costa Rica unless you really want to. The first message uh, I would take away from that conversation is, regardless of how long you choose to stay or to uh, stay away, effectively uh, to transform your life, 
you simply must get away from your prior everyday routine. Whether that will require a physical move or not is up to you, but you must get out of your present comfort zone, or is it for you a discomfort zone? You may remember that old dog we talked about that was uh, moaning on the porch, lying on a tack, but lacked the initiative to get up and move, and how many of us at middle age are like that? Uh, as we heard, Lucetta didn't really have a choice in her case because her husband suddenly announced that their marriage was over and everything just kind of fell apart. But she could have tried to cling to elements of her prior life, stayed in her present house, probably uh, uh, creating misery both for herself and for others. But she was smart enough to not to try that and to get away and try something totally new. And the second message I take away from our interview is this. Uh, in the first stage of running away, unless you are certain in advance precisely uh, where you want to go, what you're looking for in life's next stage, and so few of us who are frustrated do know precisely what we want, then don't set your mind on a specific agenda or time frame. Initially, your only agenda is to discover the true you, and if it takes a week, a month, a year, whatever it takes, that's certainly worth the time because the rest of your life is at stake. And initially, your only ag agenda is to discover the true you, what you're good at, what you're not so good at, things that you really enjoy doing, things that really turn you on. And activity, there may be activities that you think you uh, would like to do, and you try them, but once you've taken that initiative, uh, you decide they really aren't for you, and that's fine, too. You need to eliminate things that look good on the surface, but don't feel so great when you do them. And here again, the most important thing is to take chances, uh, to, uh, not foolish chances, obviously, but to try some things you haven't tried before. Uh, here again, I know for some of you, there, there may be a question of finances. Obviously, we can't all afford to just uh, get up and abandon what we're doing and uh, go off on our own to a foreign country or whatever. We may have family uh, obligations as well. But if, as ne if necessary, uh, look at it this way. You can take a temporary uh, job or assignment performing tasks that you don't greatly admire so long as your mind is you're mentally still on vacation and so long as the temporary job doesn't become your new normal. Uh, don't let your mind go back and uh, back to sleep and you wind up just as frustrated as you were before. But if it's clear in your mind that you're taking a job uh, just as a source of income in the short term and you keep that mind open and on vacation, even though your body may not be in vacation, you can do it. The key here is to make arrangements to finance your renewal adventure in advance so that you don't uh, rush uh, headlong into another bad situation simply because you have to have some money. And the third lesson to be learned from uh, Lucetta's adventure, <clears throat> well, especially in the early stages of your escape, your only objective is to build confidence and to... Uh, <clears throat> rediscover the genuine you. You build confidence by trying new things, but you never uh, get your set your future in concrete until you've tried a variety of activities, you've met a variety of new folks, and you've uh, tried new ways to do things, and you've, do the, you've done those things you 
that you wanted to try. You don't just uh, settle for the easy one bad uh, decision after another. That won't get you anywhere. And lesson number four, don't attempt to do it all alone. Now, you may not be able to take uh, your family or your friends with you uh, to some exotic location like Africa, but uh, you should keep your eye out at all times for new friends, new situations, uh, maybe new partners in life. And if you plan overseas travel like uh, Lucetta before you... uh, Depart. Uh, she made arrangements with some volunteer organizations that uh, provide a temporary living space and help get her oriented to new cultures, and that certainly is necessary. You don't want to be so overwhelmed by your new situation that you don't have time for uh, self-assessment and discovery. And lesson number five, only after you're confident as the new CEO of you will you be generally ready to give back to others to take love and to give love and uh, to share with others less fortunate than you. And once you discover that, I'm certain that you will want to volunteer and help others. And if you're a religious person, ask God to bring to your attention people and circumstances where you can help. And believe me, once you are generally uh, confident in your abilities, what you are good at and uh, what you don't like doing, God will send those opportunities to you. Uh, You may recall that after a year traveling, Lucetta Zaytun's adult daughter came to her asking for help in resolving her failed marriage, and Lucetta was by then more than ready to respond, whereas I'm sure she wouldn't have been a year earlier. So pay uh, sincere attention to others around you and the wants and needs that they have, and opportunities for service will come to you, or you'll initiate them yourself. And finally, the final point, volunteering to help others. In Lucetta's case, uh, her adult daughter and her marital issues may very well point your way to the next stage in your life and in your career. And in Lozetta Zaytun's case, uh, that meant becoming a certified authentic leadership coach, an inspirational speaker, and an author. Obviously, for you, it may, your experience may point in a totally different direction, or maybe your current uh, malaise is not with your career. Maybe you're fine with that. It has to do with a uh, failing marriage, maybe rocky relationships or lack of relationships. And once again, once you're confident and at ease with the true person you are, who you want to be around and who you want to serve, uh, you will attract the right kinds of friends and romantic partners, and you will be the right person for them as well. In closing, I'd like to remind you that I've written a comprehensive self-help book on renewal and transformation at middle age. In case you hadn't heard before, it's titled A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up by Roy C. Richards. And my book presents a detailed roadmap, uh, first of all, to... uh, uh, get to the bottom of why you're so miserable now, the positive and negatives in your life today, uh, also the positives as well as the negatives. Then you discover uh, just where you uh, would like to go and where you want to be tomorrow. And then it has a detailed series of exercises and suggestions on how to get from here to there. And I promise you don't have to travel overseas unless you really want to. And to preview my book and all our other resources, please go to our website 
website, middleagerenewal.com. You can also find my book on Amazon or Barnes & Noble in uh, either Kindle version or printed version. And in closing, remember that it's springtime. It's time to cast off the uh, gloom and uh, <clears throat> the dullness of your midlife winter and burst forth into the light of spring. The flowers and the birds and the bees are doing it. It's time for you to uh, turn over a new leaf as well. And at middle age can be your best age. We've got your back, I promise. That's it for today. Talk to you again next week on Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. You've been listening to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, hosted by Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of both A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, and Wake Up, Captain and Crew, Restart Your Engines. You can learn more about Roy and his Middle Age Renewal Training System by visiting his website, middleagerenewal.com. 